Sonship is Real, a quick overview of foundational scriptures. Welcome. This is Jesus, the Pattern Son, attempt to give you sonship doctrine that is faithful and fulsome, or in other words, a go at it that's biblical and orderly. Welcome back, everybody. Last episode, I was telling you that this invitation into sonship, or that Jesus is the Pattern Son, and that's really a better way of saying it, is the greatest news you have ever heard. And I'll stand by that. Yes, it saved. It rescued from sin and hell. Yes, be born again into the family of God. Yes, be sanctified. Add virtue to the grace you have been given. But listen here. There is a huge promise the commands of God that you have been ignoring. So I was going through some of the foundation scriptures in which I was taught sonship doctrine as it was taught, I assume, classically, because that's how I heard it when I was a person, really very young. So let's keep doing that. Let's go over a few of them and just, just acquaint ourselves with these. And notice you may either have heard these preached a lot if you come from the same background as I did, or maybe you've never heard these preached at all, depending on where you came from. But you'll recognize these are in the Bible. And if you don't believe me, check it out. Please go get your Bible right now. And I want you to look. I do not ever want my students to just listen to me and not look at the Bible themselves. I have a lifetime of hearing people say, oh, I believe the Bible cover to cover and we preach only the Bible and then have them look at a scripture and preach something completely different from what's on the, on the page. Okay, so don't let people do that to you. All right, so I'm going to go to Matthew, first book of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 48. I bet you haven't heard this preached very much unless you've heard sonship. But let us, well, I think this is worth a whole episode on its own. But anyway, let's just start here. Verse 48. Let's just do 5 and 48. Be therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. Now, this is Jesus speaking. This is the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus just, just told you to be perfect. When did you hear your average preacher tell you to be perfect? Well, I will submit to you that if Jesus gives you a command, and there is a great promise in it that you can somehow, through him and by his grace, have that fulfilled in your life. Well, what does it mean? Okay, so you'll have some people who try to explain this away by saying, well, perfect means mature. Okay, fine, let's, let's, let's read that that way. Be ye therefore mature, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is mature. See, it doesn't help a whole lot. <laughs> it 
says you have to be like God. Well, that's a tall order. I, uh, okay, so let's go to the Greek. What do? Uh, of course. Okay. Eseste un humes helioi. Shall be therefore ye perfect, even as the Father who is in the heavens perfect is. Hoter ho pater humon ho intois uranois teleois estin. So you shall be therefore perfect, even as your Father who is in the heavens perfect is. Okay, so this is, the context once again will tell you something. Um, just by way of quick your appetite, go back to 45 and notice, let's just go back to King James, 45, 40, 43, you've heard it said that, you have heard that it hath been said, you shall love your neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father, which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and the good, and send the rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans do the same. And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others do not even the publicans do so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven, which is in heaven is perfect. Okay, so context is something different from what we've always heard about. And we'll talk about that later. But really, you're going to be perfect like Jesus, mature, loving to people who don't necessarily love you. That's what it says. But don't miss, I mean, I want to say both things. Very importantly, don't miss that we're told to be perfect. Helios, right? To the uttermost. That's a huge promise. So, criteria seems to be love. Okay, another place where it has traditionally been taught is Romans 8. Again, unless you have been in Sonship Cockpit. I bet you've never heard this preached, but you will have to admit it is in the Bible. And both of these things, I just read the Sermon on the Mount. We pretty much know that Jesus himself said that historically. I don't think there is any controversy. This is very central to what Matthew says. Yeah, Jesus preached this. Okay, and now we're going to Romans, which is the most doctrinal book that Paul wrote, we're pretty sure Paul wrote it. Okay, so let's go down here to 14. Yes, once again, it's worth unpacking. It's spending a lot of time, but for now, I'm just going to make you aware that there are uh, references to this. Romans 8 and 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And sons there is but your sons and then more intriguing 
Okay, so we are now Romans 8. Well, let's start in verse 18. For I, Paul is speaking, I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Theon, the sons of God, mature sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Technon. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. Not only they, but also but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. So once again, we see grown sons of God. We're talking about humans who clearly are saved and sanctified in Christ Jesus. Humans, okay? So, a manifestation of the sons of God. Again, worthwhile of, of a lot of unpacking, but hugely important promise here. And the context is the crescendo of all salvation and that great day when we and the creation will be returned to the original full liberty, full glory, and the glorious liberty delivered from the bondage of corruption. And we have the redemption of our body, which we'll unpack, but this is salvation to the uttermost. This is the full manifestation of that great day. In the meantime, we are growing and we do not yet see the last enemy, which is death, put under Jesus' feet, but we see him ruling and reigning. Yes? So we're making progress toward that day. So, once again, worthwhile to unpack, but in fact, I started in 18. Perhaps I should have started in 17. If children and heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with them, that we may be also glorified together. So once again, this is, if we are heirs, we it is because we are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If we are going to have glory manifested in us, it is the glory of God. And this is part of the whole salvation story. Okay, and not some substitute, nor are we going to preach a truncated gospel as if it were only about, say, a prayer. Only about not getting, only about getting out of hell. Perish the thought that it would be only about converting from one party to another and never dealing with sin, not even admitting that there is such a thing as hell and judgment, perish the thought. 
and it's not only about becoming little babies, although, hallelujah, really great, but also about growing up and being part of the whole, the whole sweep of salvation history, which is, in fact, history. But see, this is truly a great thing. We are not some in some little corner with some Baroque Rococo doctrine to make ourselves feel good or bad, alternately. <laughs> but in fact, part of salvation history, which is what it's all about. From the beginning of creation, he created humans, male and female, in the image of God. He gave them dominion. We'll, we'll talk about what that means. And then there was the story of the fall. And then there was the tutelage of the law. And then there was Jesus in the fullness of time who came and incarnated, taught, and died for our sins and rose again and was seen of many, and sent the Spirit to teach us. Yes, and we look for his coming again. And all things will be subsumed into him, Ephesians again. All right, so huge sweep of history, and let's not leave out the crescendo. Now, there has also been the scripture in First John used, and so let's go there. So, because I'm still in this, just covering briefly the most famous scriptures that have to do with the sons of God. They have been preached previously, and um, if you have heard those, great, I'm going to let you know I know about those. If you have not heard about them, then great, I am telling you that they exist. All right, so this is First John. In the third chapter, really, this is like really important, so let's don't skip over the crescendo. Yes, okay. First chapter, third chapter, three verses one and two. This is what we say, but this is truly amazing, great, and it's time to run around the building, jump up and shout. And if you don't understand, I can understand why you wouldn't do that. But if you truly understand what I'm saying to you, you can help. Okay. Let's celebrate. Okay. First John, third chapter, first verse. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And almost never read is verse 3, so let's do that. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he, Jesus, is pure. Okay, so if this is the first time you have heard anything about sonship, about humans becoming mature like. Christ, you might say, oh, oh, stupid. I've had a good friend say this. No, no, no. And quote this first. Now are we the sons of God. Except the words for sons here, and now are we the sons of God, is techno. So, yes, it's possible to grow up 
and to become the Cagnon of God. So St. John, who was by this time an old man, well-respected apostle, said, now we are the sons of God, because he's a father in the faith. And he doesn't go around saying, call me father, but, you know, this is what he said here about babies and fathers. And clearly, anybody who was alive at that time and a Christian would have respected this man's authority. So he was intimate with Jesus. He lived a life of taking care of Mary, Jesus's mother, of teaching the church, uh, was persecuted for the faith, father in the faith, and the revelator. Okay. Oh, what manner of love that the Father has bestowed us that we should be called the, the teenagers of God. Yes. Amazing. What manner of love God's bestowed on us. It's really worth taking time. I, I, I challenge you to go and take an hour. <laughs> several days in a row. Think about that. Look. Look at this. Awesome love you have for us. He's fascinated with us. He sings over us. He dances over us. He would, he left 99 sheep and came after us one sheep with dirty dung. Okay, you know what sheep are like? Okay. And called us not just adopted kids in the nursery, but sons of God. This is who we are. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. So if you're this much like Jesus, you're getting persecuted for it. You're obviously righteous enough that it stinks in the nostril of the perverted world. That's how what I read here. That's not what you read. Just because they didn't know Jesus, if you're close enough to his likeness, they're not going to know who you are either. Beloved. That great beloved. Now, are we the sons of God? But it does not yet appear. But we shall be. Well, if we're now the technon, what are we going to be in the shall be? What could that even mean? Unless it's wheels. So, when is that? When is that? And he shall appear. So, when who shall appear? Jesus. When he shall appear, we will be like him. Or we shall see him as he is. Haven't you always wondered about the verses in Hebrew scripture that talk about dying if you see the Lord? Yeah, we see him, then we will be like him. Okay, awesome, awesome. And therefore, um, every man that hath this hope in himself. This is a promise. This is a huge deal, man. It's a promise about coming 
of the Lord and what that means for us. And if it's a promise, then it's a hope. And then if we have this hope, we're going to purify ourselves, even as Jesus is. I think, I think we need to talk about in an orderly way, in a faithful way, in a fulsome way, what the method would be to being sons. But first, I want to establish that there is such a thing as being a son of God. Not just a baby of God, not just a child in the family. There is such thing as growing up to be like Jesus. And if we're going to be a huyas, then of course we have to be a technon. <laughs> okay, let me just check here. Just double checking. In verse 1 and verse 2, in both cases, you could translate children or sons as techna in both cases. Techna theu. Techna theu. And to be manifested is fanerothe. And if he be manifested. All right, beloved, now we are the, now the children of God are we, and not yet was it manifested what we shall be. But we shall know that if he be manifested, like him, we shall be. For we shall see him. Okay, so if you don't like the Greek, apologize. Let's get it right. That's, okay. There's so much in there. But for now, I hope I have established for you there is such a thing as the sons of God. It's not some airy-fairy thing. It is not something that has been established or manifested now. It is only in relation to Jesus Christ. And there is a method. And we read scripture in context, and we listen to the Spirit of God. How can we know any of this? And how come we didn't know this? Now, really, how come we didn't know this? Why doesn't everybody preach this? It's right there in black and white. In Old English, in New English, in Greek, whatever, it's all there available. Well, because was not revealed because we didn't listen to the Spirit of God. Because the Lord isn't tricking us. We just don't listen. So he's a good father. He hides things for us. So it was hidden there in plain sight. You've read Romans 8 before. You've read 1 John before. You've read John. You've read Ephesians. So the sons of God. Let's consider in an orderly way what we are called to do and be and what we are promised that we will be. And let us be deeply grateful and let us praise God with a full heart for this glory that he has given us, this word. Yes, this path as we follow Jesus 
Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach. Okay, that's Hebrew. <laughs> Yeshua HaMashiach, right? Jesus, the Messiah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Lord, we can hardly speak. We are so awestruck. Thank you for this amazing love. Thank you for a deep revelation. Thank you for the outstretched, mighty hand of God. Thank you for the humility of incarnating, dying for us be appropriately grateful, truly mindful, and not waste, not waste that effort, if we can call it effort, not despise that grace and goodness. So we worship you, we worship you, and we thank you, and we call Jesus Lord, Lord of all. And qualified, best qualified in all of creation because of his love for us. Thank you. This is the kind of God we would like to serve. Thank you, Lord, for this great, this great charity toward us. And in response, let us quickly leave any sin, any failing that you put your finger on. Help us to purify ourselves. Help us to run to your throne with great confidence that we'll find grace to help in time of need. Mercy and grace. Thank you, Lord, for the huge vision. Help us be worthy sons. Help us not be kids who are only messing their diapers. But let us grow up and enter into the family business so that you can send us also in your love. Help us to understand. Help us to manifest. Help us to be a bulb for your energy, your light, and your love shining through. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now we had a quick overview today of the foundational scriptures. If there are people who want a deeper dive to get into the Greek and do a full unpacking, I would be open to making that sort of course in some way please let me know if there are those of you who have that interest. Also, if you will, give us a like or give us a good review on whatever platform you're using. It will help others to find us. Thanks so much. Please give us a like wherever you are listening to us so that others might find us. And please share directly with those who might be interested. You are invited to write us at sister at jesuspatternson.org. Sister at jesuspatternson.org. And of course, you are welcome to come to our website at jesuspatternson.org. May the Lord bless you.